Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. Welcome, everyone, to a throwback edition of the Sports Spectrum podcast. I am Jason Romano. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We're going to look back to September 12th, 2017 on the podcast today. It was episode number 38, and our guest was singer and songwriter Matthew West. And if you listen to K-Love or Christian music, Matthew West is one of those guys. He's He's been producing great music for many, many years. A four-time Grammy nominee, a multiple ASCAP, Christian music songwriter, Artist of the Year award winner, Dove Award winner, Dove Award recipient, K-Love Fan Award winner. The guy is excellent at what he does. And his latest album that came out at that time, September 2017, was called All In. He's got a song out right now called Unplanned on the radio, which is really, really good and speaks to the value of life as we know it. And so many of his songs have been fantastic, including one of my favorites, the song Forgiveness, which I used actually as a tool, as a motivation, as a guide, I guess, if you will, to help me write my book on forgiveness called Live to Forgive. So lots of good stuff here. We're going to look back to our interview with Matthew West. And I talked to him in this segment of the interview about the time when his musical career as this great moment is about to happen, that he's about to sign his first real music deal in July of 2002. And yet something happens that almost derails all of it. So let's take a listen to a throwback edition of the Sports Spectrum Podcast with singer-songwriter Matthew West. Check it out. Talking to Matthew West here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. And Matthew, I laugh because one of my favorite chapters in your new book is titled Bird Poop and Other Things I Never Saw Coming. And <laughs> this is such a great title. But that takes us back to, to July of 2002. And the moment when you were on the verge of signing, as you write, my dream come true major label recording contract. Tell us what happened just a couple of weeks before that moment that really almost changed the trajectory of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I was, um, I was, I was going out. I was in Nashville. I was going out for a run, um, and I was two weeks away from signing my record deal. And there was a, a high school track across the street from my house where I lived. And I jumped out of my house and realized that I had just locked my keys inside. So I was locked out of my house and I thought, well, no big deal. I'll, I'll open a window and, uh, you know, climb through or reach in and grab my keys and no big deal. But as I went to open the window uh, in the front of my house, the window got stuck. And so my hand had slipped off of the the windowsill and fallen through the glass. And so I basically kind of fell through this window awkwardly. And at the time, I didn't think much of it. But when I looked at my arm, I realized that strangely, I had done something very wrong. And the glass had wound up severing an artery in my left arm. And I wound up, uh, next thing I know, I'm laying in the front lawn of my house that I was, I was just renting this duplex and I just began calling out for help, but I was too weak to, to run for help and uh, was losing a lot of blood. And some construction workers found me and uh, started pouring water on me to keep me awake. And they created a tourniquet and called 911. I remember as they were helping me, I was trying to talk to them 
and I heard one of the guys just say, uh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he just kept saying, Jesus. I don't know if he was cursing or praying, but I just assumed he was, he was praying. And I remember when they came to help me, I'm thinking, oh, this is awesome. The Lord's heard my prayer. And then they come and they're only speaking Spanish. And I'm like, suddenly I wished I would have paid attention in high school Spanish class. But, but regardless of the language barrier, they, they really saved my life. And I wound up you know, in intensive care and had some pretty serious complications to my surgery. Long story short, the doctors were telling me that uh, my hand was never going to repair and be back to full strength. You know, I've got numbness in my fingers, you know, and here I am, like, I'm looking at an arm that's got hundreds of stitches in it. And I, I'm about to sign my record deal with that same hand. And so once again, what I'd worked so hard to, to see happen had been put on pause. And I didn't want to tell my record label how severe the injury was because I wasn't sure that they would still sign me to that deal. And uh, so that was a scary season. I had to completely rehabilitate the use of my left hand and arm to see what kind of feeling and strength I would regain. And um, it wasn't until about a year later that I was able to finally pick up a guitar again. Ironically, when I signed my record deal, most of the songs for that first album were written by me playing with one hand on the piano because I couldn't pick up my guitar. So perhaps it was just another way of God kind of showing me that, you know, nobody's going to break through that ceiling above me. Uh, but, but God, I'm not going to make it through this without his strength. And I, I look at the scar that runs the length of my left arm. Now I look at it even as I'm talking to you and it's a, it's a real symbol for me. It reminds me of, of the times in my life where, you know, something's broken and there's nothing I can do to fix it. I'm so thankful that I have a savior who can carry me through those times. Man, that's so good. And and obviously that music thing has worked out pretty well for you there, Matthew. <laughs> and obviously I mentioned earlier, I'm a big fan of your music and, and so many of your songs truly speak to me and I'm sure they speak to others as well, right where we're at at different points of our lives. Now for me, that song Forgiveness that you've written, it led me to begin writing a book, my first wow. book that's coming out later this year after Thanksgiving. And uh, just so many of your songs appear to come from very personal stories in people's lives. Tell us how you find that inspiration to write each of your songs. Well, first of all, thanks for the kind words, and uh, I'm excited for uh, for your book to come out. And and uh, and from one you know author to another, I, I know what a labor of love that is, you know. And so, um, <laughs> but it's awesome when you know to see that kind of come to fruition. I mean, you talk about another. Uh, impossible mountain. Sometimes when I was writing my book, it was just like, man, I got nothing, you know, and somehow, some way it gets finished. But, you know, I've actually been writing songs inspired by people's stories over the last several years. You mentioned the song Forgiveness. That's a great example. I, I basically just started giving people an invitation to say, hey, there's power in each one of our stories. And instead of writing songs only inspired by my story. I want to write some songs inspired by your story. The result has been over 40,000 stories submitted to my website over the last several years, and I've been writing songs inspired by them. So like you mentioned the song Forgiveness. Well, I only wrote that song because of a woman named Renee in Florida who shared with me about her daughter who was struck by a drunk driver and how she lost her daughter that day. And yet, God really helped her out of the depths and despair and darkness of, of what had happened um, 
in, in, in a strange way, in a way that she thought she would never be able to recover. She actually wound up forgiving that guy who was serving a 22-year prison sentence. And she, she said it was God that was leading her to do this impossible thing, but to realize that she's been set free from that. And that's why the lyrics say, you know, the prisoner that it really frees is you, forgiveness. And long story short, the two of them now travel around the country. They've actually spoken in NFL locker rooms about not only drunk driving, but about the power of forgiveness. And so, you know, so when you hear these real life stories, um, man, I I get fired up. I'm inspired by that. And a lot of my songs are are taken and inspired by true stories. And I do that in the hopes that somebody else, maybe even somebody who's listening to this podcast, you know, I think a lot of times people go, well, I'm not a professional athlete or I'm not a professional singer or whatever. So my story is not as significant. And even if we wouldn't say that, we might think that at times, like, what do I have to offer to this world? And it's like, man, all of the chapters of each one of our stories um, it makes up who we are. And those stories, you know, a story is no good if it's never read, if it's never told. You know, if, if you keep that story to yourself, then it's not going to impact anybody. But I think our stories are being written so that they can then be shared and told and help somebody else to be encouraged. Well, that's exactly what happened to me, Matthew. You know, in, in writing this book and the idea of writing a book, I never had an, any interest in writing a book ever, to be honest with you. But uh, it was the very first time I ever preached at my church. They asked me to, to you know, give a sermon, and I was praying for a long time, and I had this broken relationship with my dad that I really never told anybody about uh, and just didn't feel like I needed to. Like, my story was my story, and it really didn't, I didn't need to share it with anybody else. And then, you know, suddenly I share it from the pulpit, and, and people come up and tell me, oh my gosh, I'm going through the same thing. Oh my gosh, me too, me too. Wow. And I wonder if that's the same for you with your music is as you, uh, you know, as you tell your stories through the songs that you write, you get a lot of people coming up and saying, you know what? Me too. Me too. Yeah. I think that's a great point. You know, I, I wonder too, like what it sounds like to me is like when you, you know, even though it was reluctant at first, like when you did share your story, you you're sharing, ironically, you're sharing from a, a difficult part of your story, which I think a lot of times, you know, in the day of Facebook and, you know, in the day of like, I feel like we all go about creating our own ESPN top 10. We're creating our own highlight reels. And so if we do tell our story, we're tempted to think that the parts of our story that could have value in the world are the most put together parts. And yet, you know, like what you just shared so powerfully is like, you actually shared the story from a what I call like a broken chapter. You know, like we have, you know, we not all of our stories have these perfectly put together chapters like our Facebook profiles might lead the world to believe. But when we share out of brokenness and when we share out of like, I feel like a lot of times, you know, I feel like God's looking at me saying, Matthew, you always give me your good stuff. And that's great. But give me, like, I want you to give me the junk of your life and watch and be amazed how, uh, you know, God's in the junkyard business. He, you know, I write a lot about brokenness and I have a song out right now called Broken Things, which is, is really just, I'm always amazed by how God can take, like, what is, what we might look at and go, that's the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. And somehow he turns it into this strange sort of gift 
And he says, this is, this is now a way that I'm going to use you to let somebody else know they're not alone. And I love that. And I, I do see that when I share people, when I share the stories of people's lives or when I share more vulnerably from my own life, I feel like you can hear this echo of a, of a refrain from people everywhere going, me too, me too, me too. And, and when you start to see that happening, what happens is you start to realize that one of the devil's go-to tricks in all of our lives is isolation. So he wants to make you believe two things. One, you're messed up. And two, you're the only one, right? Because imagine, imagine the shadows that you want to hide behind when you think those two things are true. And so I think when, when someone like yourself gets up and shares a, a very real story about a difficult relationship with your father, man, everybody else who's had a similar, similar situation, they don't feel alone anymore. And that's where one by one people start to feel empowered to go, well, if God can help Jason in his story – just maybe there's hope for mine. If God can help Renee in her story, maybe there's hope for mine and, and so on and so forth. And that's what I get a front row seat to experience through the songs that I deliver to the world. And it's really changed my personal life. And that was Matthew West from September 12, 2017. It was episode number 38 of the Sports Spectrum podcast. Definitely go back and listen to that entire episode. I think you'll enjoy the entire interview. It was a a lot of good stuff there. We talked some sports. We talked some fantasy football. We talked about his beloved Chicago Cubs. We talked about his musical career and his walk with Christ. So go back and listen. Episode 38 of the Sports Spectrum podcast with singer-songwriter Matthew West. We also want to encourage you, if you liked what you heard here and you haven't subscribed yet, Definitely click that subscribe button on the app, whatever app you listen to podcasts on, and never miss an episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast. We're almost to 300 episodes, 300 interviews that we've done here on this podcast. It's been a blessing and honor to be a part of. And listen, we thank you for listening and tuning in. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Have a great rest of your day.